If you imagine that your right palm is the state of Wisconsin, your thumb will be Door County, jutting into the depths of Lake Michigan. This far north, it's a short season of blossoms and fruit, so you have to catch it just right. Come late May, take a low-flying plane from Cherryland Airport clear up to Rock Island, and you'll glide over 3,000 acres of pink and white fluttering blossoms. In the best of years, these trees supplied the entire nation with cherries. But that was before the war. Chapter One The rain came again, harder this time. Charlotte pulled her knit hat tight, pushed up the collar of her gray wool coat, and stared through the chicken wire at the rabbits. Kate's prize rabbits. She entered the pen and chose a plump one, furry and warm in her cold hands. Its heart thumped like a tiny sewing machine. Charlotte brought it into the dim barn and stroked its fur until it calmed, trusting. She hesitated a moment, stealing from my own daughter, then picked up the butcher knife. When she cut the jugular, the sewing machine stopped. The muscles loosened and the body flopped open. Blood spattered and dripped from strands of Charlotte's white blonde hair. After stringing up the animal by its heels, she clipped the skin at the hind legs and pulled it down over the thighs and fat belly, turning it inside out like a glove. A ribbon of dusty light slanting through the window illuminated the slick white body, front paws hanging together as if in prayer. Charlotte lopped off the head. She'd chop it up later for chicken feed. The hide would serve as lining for a hat or mittens. Two of the mousers darted from the shadows and rubbed against Charlotte's legs, mewing. Lulu and Ginger Cat, she ignored their pathetic cries. It was their job to keep rodents from the granary and compost heap, best if they were hungry. When she slit the carcass down the front, oh, Six tiny bodies slid into her hand, wriggling with life. Trembling, she closed the sink drain and pumped in water. She knew better. She should have palpated the rabbit's underside before cutting her open. She stared at the floating dead things. Not just one of Kate's rabbits, but seven. Shaking off the guilt, Charlotte placed the butchered animal on the cutting board and sliced it into quarters. She scooped the babies from the sink and chopped them into unidentifiable pieces. The rain had subsided and the sun was low in the sky when Charlotte saw Kate peddling down Orchard Lane toward the barn. Watching through the kitchen window, she marveled at how her daughter had grown from an awkward, skinny girl into a lovely young woman, a slim figure in her knit sweater and wool skirt, pinky white skin, long, wispy blonde hair. Saw your Kate in town yesterday, Ellie Jensen had said at the dry goods store that very morning. All grown up now, so pretty. Reminds me of that Swedish actress, Ingrid Bergman. Same as you. Charlotte smiled at the thought. What was that motion picture she and Thomas had last seen? Intermezzo, back when they were carefree enough to afford a few hours at the picture show. She remembered that evening, that night. It had been so long now since desire stirred her. Damn war changed everything. When Kate came in, 
Charlotte braced for an encounter. Kate set her school books on the hall bench. Mmm, something smells good. She grabbed the vegetable basket. Be right back. Charlotte's mind raced with possible explanations. She had to speak with Thomas first. She needed him on her side. Kate returned too soon with a basket of morels and spring greens. I spied them in the woods on my way home. She took her bounty to the deep porcelain sink and dumped it into the colander. Beautiful, Charlotte reached for the basket. I'll take care of it. Why don't you go on upstairs and get a start on your schoolwork? I'll call you when supper's ready. Kate happily picked up her books and hurried upstairs to her room. Charlotte was setting the table when Thomas came through the back door. He flipped his straw hat up onto the hall shelf, took out his red handkerchief and wiped his forehead, then breathed in deeply. Ah, the aroma of Char's kitchen. Thomas Christensen was a lanky six foot three. In his early forties now, his sandy-colored hair was going a bit gray at the temples, and crow's feet crinkled the corners of his blue eyes. He put his face near Charlotte's neck and sniffed playfully at her skin. What you got cooking? She pulled away. I have something to tell you, because he'd know as soon as she took it out of the pot. She could lie, say she trapped it or shot it. He'd believe her. Thomas believed anything she told him, but not Kate. Kate kept track of her rabbits. She knew exactly how many she had on a day-to-day -day basis, how many more she needed to pay for tuition at the university. Her piggy bank, like stealing from her piggy bank.